pilgrimage volume one pointed roofs by dorothy richardson chapter three sections six through thirteen this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter three section six the girls were all settling down to fancy work the white cuffed hands of the martins were already jerking crochet needles faces were bending over fine embroideries and minna bloom had trundled a mounted lace pillow into the brighter light miriam went to the schoolroom and fetched from her work-basket the piece of canvas partly covered with red and black wool in diamond pattern that was her utmost experience of fancy work as she returned she half saw frulein Pfaff, sitting as if enthroned on a high-backed chair in front of the centermost of the mirrors filling the wall spaces between the long french windows signalled to her to come to that side of the room timorously ignoring the signal she got herself into a little low chair in the shadow of the half-closed swing door and was spreading out her woolwork on her knee when the vorspielen began emma bergmann was playing the single notes of the opening motif of chopin's fifteenth nocturne fell pensively into the waiting room miriam her fatigue forgotten slid to a featureless freedom it seemed to her that the light with which the room was filled grew brighter and clearer she felt that she was looking at nothing and yet was aware of the whole room like a picture in a dream fear left her the human forms all round her lost their power they grew suffused and dim the pensive swing of the music changed to urgency and emphasis it came nearer and nearer it did not come from the candle-lit corner where the piano was it came from everywhere it carried her out of the house out of the world it hastened with her on and on towards great brightness everything was growing brighter and brighter gertrude goldring the australian was making noises with her hands like inflated paper bags being popped miriam clutched her wool needle and threaded it she drew the wool through her canvas one three five three one and longed for the piano to begin again section seven clara bergmann followed miriam watched her as she took her place at the piano how square and stout she looked and old careworn like a woman of forty she had high square shoulders and high square hips her brow was low and her face thin and broad and flat her eyes were like the eyes of a dog and her thin-lipped mouth long and straight until it went steadily down at the corners she wore a large fringe like harriet's and a thin coil of hair filled the nape of her neck she played without music her face lifted boldly the notes rang out in a prelude of unfinished phrases the kind miriam noted that had so annoyed her father in what he called new-fangled music she felt it was going to be a brilliant piece fireworks execution style and sat up self-consciously and fixed her eyes on clara's hands can you see the hands she remembered having heard someone say at a concert how easily they moved clara still sat back her face raised to the light the notes rang out like trumpet calls as her hands dropped with an easy fling and sprang back and dropped again what loose wrists she must have thought miriam the clarion notes ceased there was a pause clara threw back her head a faint smile flickered over her face her hands fell gently and the music came again pianissimo swinging in an even rhythm 
it flowed from those clever hands a half-indicated theme with a gentle steady throbbing undertow miriam dropped her eyes she seemed to have been listening long that wonderful light was coming again she had forgotten her sewing when presently she saw slowly circling fading and clearing first its edge and then for a moment the whole thing dripping dripping as it circled a weed-grown mill-wheel she recognized it instantly she had seen it somewhere as a child in devonshire and never thought of it since and there it was she heard the soft swish and drip of the water and the low humming of the wheel how beautiful it was fading she held it it returned clearer this time and she could feel the cool breeze it made and sniff the fresh earthy scent of it the scent of the moss and the weeds shining and dripping on its huge rim her heart filled she felt a little tremor in her throat all at once she knew that if she went on listening to that humming wheel and feeling the freshness of the air she would cry she pulled herself together and for a while saw only a vague radiance in the room and the dim forms grouped about she could not remember which was which all seemed good and dear to her the trumpet notes had come back and in a few moments the music ceased someone was closing the great doors from inside the schoolroom as the side behind which she was sitting swung slowly too she caught a glimpse through the crack of four boys with close-cropped heads sitting at the long table the gas was out and the room was dim but a reading lamp in the centre of the table cast its light on their bowed heads section eight the playing of the two martins brought back the familiar feeling of english self-consciousness solomon the elder one sat at her beethoven sonata in adagio movement with a patch of dull crimson on the pallor of the cheek she presented to the room but she played with a heavy fervour preserving throughout the characteristic marching staccato of the bass and gave unstinted value to the shading of each phrase she made miriam feel nervous at first and then as she went triumphantly forward and let herself go so tremendously traction engine thought miriam in the heavy fortissimos a little ashamed of such expression coming from english hands the feeling of shame lingered as the younger sister followed with a spirited vivace her hollow-cheeked pallor remained unstained but her thin lips were set and her hard eyes were harder she played with determined nonchalance and an extraordinarily facile rapidity and miriam's uneasiness changed insensibly to the conviction that these girls were learning in germany not to be ashamed of playing with expression all the things she had heard mr strood who had as the school prospectus declared been educated in leipzig preach and implore style expression phrasing light and shade these girls were learning picking up from these wonderful germans they did not do it quite like them though they did not think only about the music they thought about themselves too miriam believed she could do it as the germans did she wanted to get her own music and play it as she had always dimly known it ought to be played and hardly ever dared perhaps that was how it was with the english they knew but they did not dare no the two she had just heard playing were she felt sure imitating something but hers would be no imitation she would play as she wanted to one day in this german atmosphere she wished now she were going to have lessons she had in fact had a lesson but she wanted to be alone and to play or perhaps with someone in the next room listening 
perhaps she would not have even the chance of practicing section nine minna rippled through a chopin valse that made miriam think of an apple orchard in bloom against a blue sky and was followed by jimmy who played the spring song with slightly swaying body and little hands that rose and fell one against the other and reminded miriam of the finger game of her childhood fly away jack fly away jill she played very sweetly and surely except that now and again it was as if the music caught its breath jimmy's lead brought the piano solos to an end and fräulein pfaff after a little speech of criticism and general encouragement asked to miriam's intense delight for the singing milly was called for milly came out of a corner she was out of miriam's range at meal-times and appeared to her now for the first time as a tall child girl in a high-waisted blue serge frock plainly made with long plain sleeves at the end of which appeared two large hands shining red and shapeless with chilblains she attracted miriam at once with the shell white and shell pink of her complexion her firm chubby baby mouth and her wide gaze her face shone in the room even her hair done just like the martins but fluffy where theirs was flat and shiny seemed to give out light shadowy dark though it was her figure was straight and flat and she moved thought miriam as though she had no feet she sang with careful precision as to the accents of her german in a high breathy effortless soprano a little song about a child and a bouquet of garden flowers the younger martin in a strong hard jolting voice sang of a lovesick linden tree her pale thin cheeks pink flushed herr koppelmeister chooses well smiled fräulein at the end of this performance the vorspielen was brought to an end by gertrude goldring's song clara bergmann sat down to accompany her and miriam roused herself for a double listening there would be clara's opening and clara's accompaniment and some wonderful song the australian stood well away from the piano her shoulders thrown back and her eyes upon the wall opposite her there was no prelude piano and voice rang out together single notes which the voice took and sustained with an expressive power which was beyond anything in miriam's experience not a note was quite true the unerring falseness of pitch was as startling as the quality of the voice the great wavering shouts slurring now above now below the mark amazed miriam out of all shyness she sat up frankly gazing how dare she she hasn't an atom of ear how ghastly her thoughts exclaimed as the shouts went on the longer sustained notes presently reminded her of something it was like something she had heard in the interval between the verses while the sounds echoed in the mind she remembered the cry hand to mouth of a london dustman then she lost everything in the story of the sultan's daughter and the young azra and when the fullest applause of the evening was going to gertrude's song she did not withhold her share section ten anna the only servant miriam had seen so far an enormous woman whose face apart from the small eyes seemed all bony structure miriam noted in a phrase borrowed from some unremembered reading brought in a tray filled with cups of milk a basket of white rolls and a pile of little plates gertrude took the tray and handed it about the room as miriam took her cup chose a roll deposited it on a plate and succeeded in abstracting the plate from the pile neatly without fumbling 
she felt that for the moment gertrude was prepared to tolerate her she did not desire this in the least but when the deep harsh voice fell against her from the bending australian she responded to the wie gefällt's ihnen with an upturned smile and a warm sehr gut it gratified her to discover that she could at the end of this one day understand or at the worst gather the drift of all she heard both of german and french mademoiselle had exclaimed at her in french les mots si bien choisis un accent sans faute it must be by ear she must have a very good ear and her english was all right at least if she chose pater had always been worrying about slang and careless pronunciation none of them ever said cut in half or very unique or wholesale or photograph she was awfully slangy herself she and harriet were in their thoughts as well as their words but she had no provincialisms no londonisms she could be the purest oxford english there was something at any rate to give her german girls she could say there are no rules for english pronunciation but what is usual at the university of oxford is decisive for cultured people decisive for cultured people she must remember that for the class na was sticken sie da miss henderson it was fräulein pfaff miriam who had as yet hardly spoken to her did not know whether to stand or to remain seated she half rose and then fräulein pfaff took the chair near her and miriam sat down stiff with fear she could not remember the name of the thing she was making she flushed and fumbled thought of dressing-tables and the little objects of which she had made so many hanging to the mirror by ribbons toilet tidies haunted her but that was not it she smoothed out her work as if to show it to fräulein na na came the delicate caustic voice was wird das wohl sein then she remembered it's for a pincushion she said surely she need not venture on german with fräulein yet ein nadelkissen corrected fräulein das wird niedlich aussehen she remarked quietly and then in english you like music miss henderson oh yes said miriam with a pounce in her voice you play the piano a little you must keep up your practice then while you are with us you must have time for practice section eleven fräulein pfaff rose and moved away the girls were arranging the chairs in two rows plates and cups were collected and carried away it dawned on miriam that they were going to have prayers what a wet blanket on her evening everything had been so bright and exciting so far obviously they had prayers every night she felt exceedingly uncomfortable she had never seen prayers in a sitting-room it had been nothing at school all the girls standing in the drill-room rows of voices saying adsum then a collect in the lord's prayer a huge bible appeared on a table in front of fräulein's high-backed chair miriam found herself ranged with the girls sitting in an attentive hush there was a quiet slow turning of pages and then a long indrawn sigh in fräulein's clear low even voice very gentle not caustic now but with something childlike about it und da kamen die apostel zu ihm miriam had a moment of revolt she would not sit there and let a woman read the bible at her and in that smarmy way in spirit she rose and marched out of the room as the english pupil teacher bound to suffer all things or go home she sat on presently her ear was charmed by fräulein's slow clear enunciation her pure unaspirated north german 
it seemed to suit the narrative and the narrative was new vivid and real in this new tongue she saw presently the little group of figures talking by the lake and was sorry when frulein's voice ceased solomon martin was at the piano someone handed miriam a shabby little paper-backed hymn-book she fluttered the leaves all the hymns appeared to have a little short-lined verse under each ordinary verse in small print it was in english she read she fumbled for the title-page and then her cheeks flamed with shame moody and sankey she was incredulous but there it was clearly enough what was such a thing doing here finishing school for the daughters of gentlemen she had never had such a thing in her hands before frulein could not know she glanced at her but frulein's cavernous mouth was serenely open and the voices of the girls sang heartily when he cometh when he cometh to make up his jewels these girls germany that piano what did the english girls think had anyone said anything were they chapel fearfully she told them over no judy might be and the martins perhaps but not gertrude nor jimmy nor milly how did it happen what was the german church luther lutheran she longed for the end she glanced through the book frightful frightful words and choruses the girls were getting on to their knees oh dear every night her elbows sank into soft red plush she was to have time for practising and that english lesson the first oxford decisive for educated people frulein's calm voice almost came in a whisper vater unser der du bist im himmel and the murmuring voices of the girls followed her section twelve miriam went to bed content wrapped in music the theme of carlo's solo recurred again and again and every time it brought something of the wonderful light the sense of going forward and forward through space she fell asleep somewhere outside the world no sooner was she asleep than a voice was saying bonjour miss and her eyes opened on daylight and mademoiselle's little nightgown form minuetting towards her down the single strip of matting her hair hanging in short ringlets when released fell forward round her neck as she bowed the slightest dainty inclination from side to side against the swaying of her dance she was smiling her down-glancing little sprite smile miriam loved her section thirteen a great plaque of sunlight lay across the breakfast-table miriam was too happy to trouble about her imminent trial she reflected that it was quite possible to-day and to-morrow would be free none of the visiting masters came except sometimes herr bosenberger for music lessons that much she had learned from mademoiselle and after all the class she had so dreaded had dwindled to just these four girls little emma and the three grown-up girls they probably knew all the rules and beginnings it would be just reading and so on it would not be so terrible four sensible girls and besides they had accepted her it did not seem anything extraordinary to them that she should teach them and they did not dislike her of that she felt sure she could not say this for even one of the english girls but the german girls did not dislike her she felt at ease sitting amongst them and was glad she was there and not at the english end of the table down here hemmed in by the bergmanns with emma's little form her sounds movements and warmth her little quiet friendliness planted between herself and the english with the apparently unobservant minna and elsa across the way she felt safe 
she felt fairly sure those german eyes did not criticise her perhaps she suggested to herself they thought a good deal of english people in general and then they were in the minority only four of them it was evidently a school for english girls as much as anything strange what an adventure for all those english girls to be just boarders miriam wondered how she would feel sitting there as an english boarder among the martins and gertrude milly jimmy and judy it would mean being friendly with them finally she ensconced herself amongst her germans feeling additionally secure fräulein had spent many years in england perhaps that explained the breakfast of oatmeal porridge piled plates of thick stirabout thickly sprinkled with pale very sweet powdery brown sugar and the eggs to follow with rolls and butter miriam wondered how fräulein felt towards the english girls she wondered whether fräulein liked the english girls best she paid no attention to the little spurts of conversation that came at intervals as the table grew more and more dismantled she was there safely there what a perfectly stupendous thing weird and stupendous she told herself the sunlight poured over her and her companions from the great windows behind fräulein pfaff end of chapter three section thirteen recording by expatriate in bangor maine